We will continue our conversation today with the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, what, Hollywood? That's what Jason Swain tells yeah, us that we need to call him. Chris Lowe from ESPN is with us. Hey, CeeLo, how are you? CeeLo. Hey, guys. Uh, listen, the real Hollywood is Jason Swain. I never scored <laughs> a touchdown against Alabama, and, and Hollywood Swain did. So there you have it. That's right. That's right. Um, well, Chris, we our entire kind of beginning of this show, we were talking about what happened with Michigan, Wisconsin, and college basketball and how, I mean, honestly, it's sad that this is the conversation right now around college basketball is about what happened after the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody's seen it. That's a sports fan. You know, it, it's uh, it's not it's not pretty. It's ugly. You know, it, I I I hear all the different takes on what happened. The bottom line is Howard. Where do you want to say? Through a punch, slapped a guy through a right hand, open hand slap. You know, uh, he hit him, and you know that that just can't happen anywhere, anytime. And the, the biggest thing is it it nearly incited a brawl. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I don't think. You know, Slay, you know, you've been in those situations mm-hmm. where your handshake after the game, people are mad or upset, you mm-hmm. feel like a team tried to show you up. I think the first thing is you never should probably grab somebody. The yeah. coach sort of grabbed him and stopped him. Yeah. You know, that that's just sort of asking for it, you know. And, and maybe he was trying to say, hey, this is what was going on, this is what we're doing. But in a heated situation, that's probably always going to lead to something – bad but yeah. none of that really matters if you throw a punch or you act like you're going to you know, hit a guy upside the head and slap him upside the face of the coach you're going to face some kind of penalty now i hope some people are saying they should fire him i don't agree with that i don't either i do i would not be surprised though if he's suspended mm-hmm. for the rest of the season or for most of the rest of the season right well chris Lowe with us well uh, we were talking about the college football no playoff expansion <laughs> that came out last <laughs> Friday, and we're like, man, we got to get CeeLo on to mm-hmm. to get his take on this because from the surface, big picture, you just look at it and you say, oh, wow, they just forfeited about $450 million because they decided they did not want to expand the college football playoff. Uh, kind of break it down for everybody that's like, wait a second, I don't get it. Why is there no expansion? This has been talked about. You know, really, fans and everybody, I think, wants it. So what is the lowdown on that decision? Well, Don, everybody wants something different in the expansion. Uh, the the Pac-12 would like to have every Power 5 champion automatically gets in. The SEC says, no, we don't think that should be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you – know, there's also – a debate over the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl doesn't want to move its date if it's going to continue to be in the uh, into the playoff. The ACC wants certain things. The SEC has said, listen, we'll go to 12 teams, but if we go to 12 teams, we would rather see automatic bids for the top, let's say the top five conference champions listed in the playoff committee's rankings. But that doesn't mean it'll be just for the – Pac-12 champion, the Big 12 champion, ACC champion, SEC, Big Ten, et cetera. It's, they don't want that. And I think that's sort of what has been a sticking point for other conferences in expansion. And Greg Sankey of the SEC says, well, if that's the case, we'll just stay at four for the rest of the playoff. It, it, it's not like it's hurt the SEC. I mean, the, the They've SEC, had two in. <laughs> yeah, they had two in playing for the championship last year. I saw Sankey the day before the game 
up in Indy, and I was sort of joking with him. And I said, Greg, I never thought I'd see the day when you'd move the SEC championship game to Indianapolis. And he sort of smiled. Mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cute. But <laughs> if you're the SEC right now, why would you concede or con- and say, listen, okay, yeah, we'll do this, this, and this, when you've been kicking everybody's butt with four teams? Yeah. Now, what's good for the whole scope of football, college football? I would like to see more teams in it. I'd like to see – you know, some other schools get a chance. But that doesn't mean that schools other than the usual suspects are going to win it all. I mean, look, look at the semifinals. Those have all been blowouts. So all of a sudden you get Team 12, Team 11, Team 10. Do you think those are going to produce better games? I don't think so. But I do think it would give other schools a chance on the big stage, whether it's a school from a couple of schools from the Big 12, you know, with the other group of five schools. I know that there were a lot of – give and take about Cincinnati making it this year. See, I, for one, thought that was good. The fact mm-hmm. that they were unbeaten, they won their conference, they got a shot. Now, Alabama ended up pulling away and beating them pretty handily. But, for you know, for part of that game, Cincinnati was in it. But just the fact that Cincinnati, a group of five school, got a shot on the big stage, I thought that added to the playoff. Ultimately, it looks like we're going to have to wait till 26 before we see the expansion. And you know what? I don't think Greg Sankey and everybody in the SEC are sitting around and spilling, you know, crying about it because I think they understand that they have pretty much the last few years anyway have dominated the playoff anyway. And if you're not going to sort of go about what they want, which is, again, not have an automatic qualifying status for just the Power 5 schools, then they'll sit right where they are. So – is it set up to where it has to be unanimous to make changes? No. And I think it's three of the five have to agree. Three of the five power conferences. And right now, I think they're – or vote on it. I think right now, Don, it's two of the five. And that's why through the length of the contract, which I, give, I, I think goes through 26, they're going to have to sort of sit where they are, unless something happens in between now, which I don't think there will be. Uh, but that's why – until the contract is up, the current contract is up in 26. That's why we're going to be stuck with four. Um, a lot of money still on the table. There's a lot of money on the table because you know an expanded playoff would generate more money. But that's uh, that's where we are right now. People just can't agree on it. You mentioned Cincinnati. Any surprise? I was not surprised, but <laughs> any surprise about Pickle Stain? You know, a little bit because I knew he would be a commodity. And, and the way it went down with Notre Dame, Notre Dame would clearly be a job he was interested in. But I give Luke credit because that was going on right during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think if he were going to be the coach there, they wanted to make a move right then. And he just wasn't going to walk away from his team. You know, he, he, even to the point where they name him the coach and that he coaches team. I, that would have been too big a distraction. He just was now going to walk away in that setting. Had they been willing to wait until after the playoff, then maybe. But he was not going to engage with Notre Dame or anybody while his team was still in the playoffs. So because of that, it really, in a lot of ways, hurt Fickle. See, I think Fickle would have probably been in play at Oklahoma as well. But there again, remember, they named Venables the coach right around conference championship weekend. And with Cincinnati in the playoff, they just weren't going to – he was not going to do that at that point. And the, the crazy thing is, had they lost, had Cincinnati lost in the conference championship, in the AAC conference championship, 
he might have gotten one of those jobs because they won and him just deciding, you know what, I'm going to stick it out. That's probably the main reason he didn't get a, a job this year and he, he stuck it out with Cincinnati. If he wants to go somewhere else, he's too good a coach. He will get another opportunity. I think probably the thing that's oddest about this transition, though, is that Notre Dame was one of the two jobs. You know, if you cut Luke open and pumped him with embalming fluid, Ohio State and Notre Dame would probably be the two jobs he would have most been interested in. It's <laughs> graphic. See, I, was, I was just about to tell CeeLo, man. I'm, I'm a, well, I'm a I mean, huge. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's just one of those things where timing's everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, you know, he's not going to come out and say that, coaching Cincinnati. Uh, his kids are there. He's recruiting still. But uh, there's no question in my mind that those, and I had a chance to go up there and spend some time with him this year, that those would have been the two jobs um, that would have been right there at the top of his list. Man, CeeLo, I appreciate you coming on. I was going to tell you about The Godfather, and this seems like a scene out of it, you know, when you're talking about the Power Five and the four families, how it goes together. But we'll, we'll discuss that at a later date. But, uh, man, going into the Sports Hall of Fame, man, you got Tony White and Nikki McCray. Yeah. We know as Mick, Nikki McCray, but Nikki McCray Pinson. Did you cover Nikki a little bit while she was at UT? A little bit, and mm. I, I I remember Nikki pretty well. I tell you, the two, obviously, that I knew the best were Tony, you know, who's mm-hmm. a lifelong friend, and, and the late Harry Galbraith. Mm. Uh, T- Tony, Harry, and I were all in school together at Tennessee from 83 to 87. And um, I knew Tony was going in. And, and to see Harry going in, too, um, I just wish you were here to see it, to be right. a part of it. Um, but, you know, Harry was a, a part of that offensive line in 85 when Tennessee won the Sugar Bowl uh, that just absolutely mauled. Uh, a great, talented Miami defensive line. Bruce Wilkerson, Harry Galbraith, uh, Todd Kirk. I can still see those guys because I all went to school with them. Uh, but Harry was a terrific football player and very deserving. Good stuff, Chris Lowe. Thanks for spending time with us always. We always appreciate you. Thanks, Lowe. Same to you guys. Take care. Have a great day.